You are listening to the Sheep Guarding Llama Podcast, episode 51, for November 9th, 2006. I'm your host, Scott Allen Miller, and welcome to the show. Sheepguarding Llama podcast was brought to you by the Podsafe Music Network. You can check them out online for yourself at music.podshow.com. 
Uh, all right. I am so thrilled to be back and doing the show again. I know it has been a while. I'm not sure how long it's been since episode 50, but uh, we are officially on the second half uh, of our of our century here as we head towards our 100th episode. We're halfway there, and this is our first one in our second half, so I'm excited. 51 is a pretty big uh, uh landmark to get to i think in in any podcast and especially for you know an amateur podcast like this we're not we're not making any money we don't have any advertisers i'm not doing this professionally i'm not working in new media so this is pretty cool that we've made it this far so the big news um that i'm sure most of our listeners already know but for those of you who don't uh this is our very first episode coming from the metropolis of newark new jersey now for those of you who don't know where newark new jersey is newark is the first of all it's the largest city in new jersey has a total metro area of about 2.2 million, uh, so that's uh, roughly uh, almost exactly the size of the entire Rochester metro area and the entire Buffalo metro area combined. Each of them are about 1.1 million. Um, so this is this is quite a large city, and it's actually just uh, the western portion of the New York City metro area. Um, we're actually located right in downtown Newark in the on the downtown intersection of Raymond and Broad Street, right on Military Park at 1180 Raymond, the second tallest building in the city, 35 stories. Uh, and from the studio right now, where I'm recording, I'm looking out the window. As I'm recording this, it's about 8 o'clock at night, almost right on the nose. And I have a beautiful view of Midtown Manhattan. I can see the Empire State Building. I can see Chrysler. I can see Uptown uh, along Central Park. I can see uh, all the way down to the Village, and I can see Secaucus and Jersey City and everything in between. And uh, it is absolutely beautiful. And if I look out a different window, uh, I can see downtown uh, just south of Wall Street. Um, I can obviously see downtown Newark all around me. And if I look out another window yet, I can see the Port of Newark down on the lower Hudson River. So this is uh, an absolutely phenomenal uh, location as far as the view goes, and uh, we're very excited. Now from here, travel time into Manhattan is about 18 minutes, uh, and that's by train, which is uh, from Newark Penn Station goes to New York Penn Station. And a lot of people, it, it's kind of confusing, and a lot of people wonder why think everything's called Penn Station. Long ago, when all these train stations were put in, there was a Pennsylvania Railroad, who no longer exists, and that railroad would have their own stations. And then often nearby, uh, for example, in New York, everyone's familiar with Grand Central Station. That's where the... Um, uh, I believe it was the Grand Central Railroad, but it might have been the New York Railroad came in. Uh, there's a, a Grand Central right here in Newark that still exists. That's not used anymore, but the building's still there. Um, there was a New York uh, Railroad um, uh, stop in Rochester at one point. Um, so that's that's how the, these places got their names. So there's a Penn Station in every city here on the East Coast, uh, and it's just very confusing. And there's a, a Union Station almost everywhere and a Grand Central Station almost everywhere, and these were the big railroads at the time that named their stations for them so people would know who they are. And now, obviously, we only use a few of them, so it's... Uh, uh, it's very confusing now, but we are right next to Penn Station here in Newark, which is great because we have Amtrak, which goes obviously all over the country and connects to Canada. We have the New Jersey Transit System, which takes you all over the state of New Jersey, and uh, we have the Newark Light Rail and the Newark Subway, which takes you over quite a bit of Newark. And we ha and actually the um, the Newark subway actually comes into our building here. So if we don't want to walk to Penn Station two blocks away, three blocks away, uh, we can take the subway, which is pretty cool. So if the weather's bad or whatever, you can just hop that right over there. And we also have the path, which takes you into uh, downtown. 
uh, right down to the World Trade Center. Um, the New Jersey Transit, I should say, and Amtrak both uh, can jet us right over to Midtown, to Penn Station in New York, where we can catch the Amtrak connectors or the path connectors there or Long Island Railroad or whatever. So getting places by rail from here is absolutely phenomenal. It is great. And uh, as far as commuting around in Manhattan, we can get to Manhattan almost as fast as people who live on like the Upper West Side. So uh, it is it is absolutely Cool. This is, let me tell you, uh, when recommending places for people to live down here, Newark is well worth checking out. We did a bunch of shopping around. We were really interested in Jersey City and Hoboken, Edgewater, that area right along the Hudson. And uh, you do lose out on the waterfront being here in Newark. You are landlocked. There's no waterfront. We do have the Passaic River uh, coming through, and uh, uh, it's it's okay you can we can see it from here we can see the bridges but it's not like having a waterfront on the hudson which is one of the coolest uh river waterfronts in the country but it is uh this is just a great location uh we we were looking at jersey city and we were looking at hoboken and they're great because they're really close to manhattan um the views are better obviously from over there but it is almost impossible to get a view over there it's very expensive and it's it's very exclusive and uh, what we found is that uh, the prices are two to three times what they are here in Newark. And uh, the commute time into Manhattan is only about five minutes less. And the quality of the apartments was actually much lower uh, because no one could afford to have really nice apartments over there. They have to have kind of cheap apartments because the views are so expensive. And um, so it loses something. And everyone who lives there is a commuter into Manhattan. And so the flavor of life there is very much just uh, a commuting community, uh, whereas Newark has its own Newark uh, lifestyle to some degree. And so even though you can commute everywhere from Newark, uh, you don't have to. You can also enjoy Newark in its, in a, you know, it has its own uh, uh, life here a little bit. So uh, we looked at Jersey City and the prices were too high. And for us, because neither of us work, uh, Dominic and I both do not work in Manhattan. We work in Jersey. So uh, Newark is, is much easier. If you live in Jersey City, you have to fight your way out of uh, Jersey City traffic. You have to get into the Newark metro area, fight your way through Newark, and then you can go out into New Jersey. But uh, from here, uh, Dominica is able to get to work in about 10 to 15 minutes, and I'm able to get to work, if traffic's good, in about 26 minutes, which is excellent. And we can be in Pennsylvania in an hour. Uh, going straight out on uh, Route 80. So it's it's great. It's easier for us to get home from here than it was when we were in North Brunswick. And let me tell you, we are so thrilled to be out of North Brunswick. Uh, you know, it was it was great. It saved us a lot of money. And it, it wasn't the worst place in the world. But uh, um, uh, <laughs> unless you need to be down in that area, I don't suggest living down there. But uh, this Newark is, is a place that uh, makes you want to be here. If you find the right place, and we are just loving it, I, I can't even tell you how happy we are. We were um, a lot of you know we were we were in the process of buying a house. We actually made an offer; it was accepted. We were we were going right down to the signing, and we were. Uh, this is out in Lebanon, New Jersey, which is on Route 78 on the west side of the state. So this was very rural. It had a train station. Um, we were very very fond of the place we were going to get. It was uh, it was a condo. And uh, at the very last minute, we had some problems, and our lawyer told us that it was going to be bad for us, and we needed to, to not do it. So we decided to wait, and we are very glad we did because uh, Lebanon is going to be great. If you want to live in the country in Jersey, 
definitely go take a look at Lebanon. And we were we were very happy uh, in general with the builder who was uh, doing the work there. It was Kaplan. And uh, I would definitely do business with them again. And so uh, I would suggest to a lot of people, if you're looking at rural Jersey, go look at Lebanon. It's, it's uh, quite the dream location uh, if you're looking for a little bit more country, small village kind of life. Um, which is not, we knew that wasn't what we were looking for, but we were so excited about this location out there that we decided to kind of go with it anyway, and we should have known better, uh, but when that fell through, we immediately started looking for as close to Manhattan as we could get, and uh, looked at a lot of stuff that was just way too expensive and we couldn't justify, and then we, we looked at this one place in Newark, and we knew that Newark was the physical location that worked the best for us, but uh, it was it was tough to find something, but now that we know Newark a little bit, uh, we just love it. We're, this is, we are so happy. We don't plan on buying anything for quite some time. We're just going to keep renting here because we, we are just so happy with the whole situation, the renting, uh, the complex that we're in the building, um, the view, the travel time, uh, everything. The, the people here, Newark is a friendly, friendly city. It's, it's wonderful. Uh, you just walk, everybody says hello and they talk to you and it just, it, you feel at home in Newark. Uh, at least I do. I, I think it's great. It's it's not so cold as a lot of the uh, the Jersey cities, so very neat. And uh, our location here, we're downtown. Like I said, um, education wise, there's a lot of opportunities here. Essex County College is just uh, two blocks to the west. Um, a couple blocks past there is UMDNJ, which is the University uh, Medical and uh, I'm sorry, the University of medicine and dentistry of new jersey uh, they have a big hospital there and the school connected with them uh, right in between them i believe it is is the Rutgers uh newark campus which is not a huge school but it's, it's a good size campus there and then just next to that is njit the new jersey institute of technology which is a major uh technology school so we have four colleges just to the west of us and i believe there's one or two more schools in town that i don't even know so uh, it's pretty cool um, and it's great that people who want to come visit us can drive here a little bit faster than they could drive to where we were before. Uh, people who are staying with us can use this as a launching off point to go to Manhattan. Uh, although we did lose the advantage of being able to get to Philly very easily. Uh, but also anyone who wants to come visit us can just come by train and can take the train all the way to within two blocks of the apartment and can just walk the rest of the way or take the subway right right to the building. So it's, uh, it is much more convenient than any place we would ever have looked at for, you know, if our friends want to come uh, spend some time with us. And actually, uh, Josh had some work in the Jersey City area, and he came down and hung out for two days here right after we moved in. Um, but he did, we really didn't get to spend any time with him. He came down during a time when I was doing a lot of work. I was working 75-hour weeks uh, at the office and was just coming home, sleeping, and going right back in. And uh, we were doing a lot of traveling on the weekends, so we I really didn't get to see Josh when he was down. But now things have slowed down. I'm working normal 50-hour weeks. Uh, coming home, getting to enjoy the apartment and the Newark uh, lifestyle. And uh, now this week, uh, Susan Spafford is down, uh, and she just took a job here in Newark. This is really cool. She actually called us just a couple weeks ago and said she had just gotten a job in Newark and was wondering how close we lived uh, to where she was working. At the time, they didn't. They were not. She and uh, Zach were not aware that we were living in Newark. They, unless they knew we were living in New Brunswick, uh, North Brunswick. 
and she was hoping that we were somewhere kind of nearby that maybe she'd be able to commute into work, and it turns out that we're pretty much directly across the street from where she's working. So she's uh, staying here for the week, and we'll be back next week, uh, and she's currently in the process of looking for an apartment. We're hoping that she decides to move into our building so that we uh, have some people to hang out with, but uh, uh, Newark is a cool city, and she's going to be discovering that along with us very soon. Uh, One of the really cool things about Newark is uh, just to the east of us. We can see this out the window. I'm actually looking at it right now as I as I talk about it. Um, there is a, a community, uh, one of the districts of the city, known as the Ironbound. It's uh, just to the east of downtown. Uh, it's called the Ironbound because it's completely surrounded by railroad tracks. No railroads go through it, but the railroads go all the way around it on uh, three sides, and on the other side, it's bounded by uh, the Passaic River. And uh, that area has traditionally been a Portuguese city unto itself inside Newark, which is really cool. And it's actually the largest uh, city with a Portuguese, the largest Portuguese population outside of Portugal and Brazil. And it's really cool. It's got a high uh, Galician Spanish population, Portuguese and Brazilian population. And uh, it's really neat to go down there. It's a, it's a very safe part of the city, very affluent. And there's a lot of really cool shops and businesses and bakeries and restaurants. And uh, we've discovered this place called Mompau, which is absolutely excellent Portuguese tapas. And uh, the, the whole lifestyle down in Iron Mountain is really cool, and we're really enjoying that we're able to do that. And we've already uh, grabbed the train one night and uh, shot in after work on like a Thursday night. We ran in to Manhattan and did, uh, we went and saw Spam a lot uh, on Broadway and came home. And like, you know, it, w- it was like I left like half an hour early from work, and we were able to casually make it in and casually walk to the show, made it in plenty of time to kill, made it back out, went and got ice cream, and we were home by 10.30 without rushing ever anywhere and without driving, just by taking the train and walking to the train station, not doing anything to expedite our trip. And the whole thing was so comfortable, and to be able to do it on a Thursday night is the coolest thing ever. And so we're really looking forward to having the opportunity to go in uh, to Broadway and to see the, the the plays and the musicals and everything on uh, just during the week, uh, which is something we've never had before and uh, we'll probably never have again. So we really want to take advantage of that and uh, enjoy it while we're here. So um, uh, I'm wondering how much I should tell you. I don't want to ramble on for too long. We do have a one bedroom, one bath. So we don't have a lot of space. So if you're coming down to stay with us, uh, you know, let us know. Um, be prepared that, that it's not a large space, but we do have a futon, and uh, everyone's welcome to come down and hang out and enjoy uh, the the best of New Jersey. And uh, we've got some cool restaurants right next door, and uh, we've got a park, and uh, it's just it's just wonderful. We are having a really great time. And uh, we're, we're very excited about it. So Newark is the place to be. And, and as we do the show, I will have more and more uh, to tell you about Newark as we get used to it. We've been here for about six weeks now, and uh, we're still learning a lot about the city. And uh, the building we're in is actually still being finished. Uh, it's uh, partially under construction. The building's actually a 1929 construction, finished in 1930. Art Deco masterpiece. Absolutely beautiful building. Uh, it was... Um, vacant for the last 20 years so it's in terrible disrepair and this is about a, I believe it's around 110 million dollars are going into renovating this building 35 floors um 
it right in the heart of downtown. All the brass is being cleaned up. All the the every single thing is being completely renovated, and it is turning from this this old dilapidated skyscraper into uh, an absolute masterpiece of architecture. Uh, that, that's really going to be something that Newark can be proud of. And uh, we're just very excited to be a part of that, and we're watching it happen every day as we walk through the building. Uh, when we first moved in, uh, the entire lobby was still under construction, and now the, the lobby's done, and uh, the health club actually opened today. Uh, they did a soft opening. It's not officially open for about a week, but we have an 8,000-square-foot health club that I'm actually going to, um, after I do the show, I'm hoping to run down and check it out and see what it looks like. Our bowling alley in the building just opened up uh, last week, I believe it was. We have a four-lane bowling alley just for the residents. Um, and coming very soon, we have a new media room coming, which is going to have like a big screen uh, LCD with uh, Xbox 360 and stuff provided for us, which is pretty cool. Um, I, don't, I wasn't really going to go out and buy an Xbox 360, but if the building's going to give us one to use for free, I'll totally buy a game or two and, uh, and go down and have a great time playing games once in a while. I don't even own a television, so it, it's absolutely perfect for us. And they're putting in a half-court basketball court, so if you just want a game of two-on-two or whatever, you can play. Uh, they're putting in a small lounge for people who just want to you know, hang out and have some tables. Uh, I believe we're getting a billiard room. Room, uh, which would be pretty neat. I can see using that from time to time. Uh, so there's a lot of amenities that are really cool. Um, so we're excited. All right, well, that's enough about Newark for now. You'll be hearing plenty about Newark and uh, everything going on here in the very near future, especially now that uh, Susan is moving to town. Um, you'll be hearing, I'm sure, a lot from her. Maybe we can even get her to come on the show. Uh, she just recently discovered uh, Rocketboom and AskAninja.com, so maybe she's getting into this whole new media thing. We'll see. We'll see if we can get her listening to the show, and then she'll find out that we're talking about her, and then she will uh, she will want to be on the show, because we're just cool. So <laughs> I'm going to take this opportunity to play Heather Sullivan uh, and her song Stronger, which has actually been on our to-playlist, unfortunately, since December of last year. So for 11 months, this has been sitting on our list, and I'm trying to go back and get some of these great songs that we've had uh, just waiting to get onto the show played. So I'm glad to finally be able to play this, and uh, I will be back as soon as this song is over. So this is Stronger by Heather Sullivan. Still have a heart 
by Heather Sullivan and uh, as always uh, music.podshow.com the Podsafe Music Network who is so gracious to run the service that provides us with all of this awesome Podsafe uh, music uh, music that is licensed for um, uh, podcasting which is just the coolest thing that so many artists have figured out that they can go out give these songs away and uh, get a huge listener base and be discovered. And uh, it's really working for a lot of people. And people who otherwise, uh, you know, may have no one ever listened to them now actually have an audience. It's just cool. Uh, we've been gone for so long. There's so many topics that I want to talk about, so many things I want to, like, fill everybody in on um, that I really got to kind of keep this short. Uh, it's easy for me to run on for a really long time, and I'm really trying not to do that. I really want to keep the, the show short and uh, get rolling on this on a regular basis again. It is very difficult for me to do with the, my current schedule. I'm actually only able to do this tonight because uh, Dominica had a horrible headache and had to go to bed 
really early and I had plenty of time to myself to be able to do this. So uh, we will see when I manage to get these done. While I'm thinking of it, I want to give a shout out to two new listeners that we have. This is going to be the first episode that they're listening to that's new to uh, Eric McAlvin and Chris Purcell from Long Island who are tuning in and checking out Sheep Guarding Llama who just discovered uh, the whole site and the whole uh, SGL media frenzy uh, about a week ago. And uh, welcome guys. Thanks for checking it out. Um, I want to remind our listeners who are coming in and checking us out on uh, Podomatic that, uh, first of all, thank you to Podomatic for providing the hosting and advertising for us. That's been great. Uh, we've been with them ever since our very first uh, our first hosted episode. We did a couple without them right at the beginning. So we're, since about episode four, we've been with Podomatic. Um, but for our listeners who don't know, uh, the Sheep Guarding Llama podcast is the audio supplement to www.sheepguardinglama.com, which is my uh, personal uh, online diary, really. It's my identity blog. I've been doing it since 2000. Uh, I do it on a regular basis. We uh, Earlier this year, we surpassed the length of the entire King James Bible, and at this point, I believe we are now over a million words online, uh, searchable. I should I should uh, also remind you. So if you're looking for a specific topic, you can uh, do a search and find things. Um, and uh, there's just a lot of stuff on there. There's uh, you can you can check out this podcast in higher quality MP3 and even higher quality yet Og Vorbis uh, with hosting provided by our media and the Internet Archive. Um, you can read the blog, which has just an unbelievable amount of information. And you can also check out the often wacky video blog or vlog, which no one can decide what it's going to be called, uh, that I put on there, which is normally me riding in the car or walking around my apartment or something holding uh, a small digital camera that, that shoots video. Um, so those are a lot less professional than this show, which is almost uh, a radio show. But that's uh, those are really amateur, but they're silly, and a lot of people have fun with them. And quite often it's just, you know, commute with me to work, or here's my apartment. And there actually is a new video on there of uh, our new apartment. So get on there and check it out, and you can see uh, what we're talking about. And if you're watching that video or looking at any of the pictures of our apartment, um, it's actually Dominica's desk that I'm sitting at, and when I'm talking about the views that I can see, that's the chair that I'm sitting in uh, describing the views. So just to kind of bring you in and make you a part of the action. And also on there, I should mention, there's a Flickr feed. So if you want to uh, just check out Flickr or subscribe to the Flickr feed, uh, currently there's about 250 pictures on there, but we just switched up to a pro account today. And uh, I am now uploading not just current pictures, but I'm trying to get my entire picture archives that I have up on there. So expect there to be thousands of pictures soon so you can uh, not just uh, you know see Oreo uh, chilling on the couch that I took a picture of this week or whatever but you can see a lot of childhood pictures and uh, places I've been and different things and really soon you're gonna have all the Scott Dominica wedding pictures and vacation pictures and all that kind of stuff so be sure to check that out I think that's a lot of fun especially for uh, people who are discovering the show for the first time all right, uh, the last topic I'm going to talk about today, and this is uh, probably not what you're expecting, but uh, right about the time uh, we moved here, I was working really long hours, and we have, um, for those of you who don't know, we don't have a television, haven't for, for many years, and uh, we don't have any DVD player here, we don't have, we, we, you know, we've got a computer, once in a while we watch DVDs on the computer, uh, we don't have, obviously, any kind of video game system or anything like that, because we have no television, um, so our, our entertainment options are pretty limited, and for the most part, we don't have that much time to, to use any. But uh, 
uh, I was working really long hours and I had a Sunday afternoon off and uh, we were just surfing around online and we were looking at the new Nintendo DS lights and discovered that uh, they had a new form factor, they were wireless, they had all these cool new features and they're really not that expensive and we decided that I've been doing so much overtime that we owed ourselves a little something uh, just, just to celebrate you know, all the work that I was doing, uh, or, uh, to retaliate for all the work I was doing, I don't know. And we ran out to Target, and we bought two Nintendo DS lights. I got a black one, Dominica got a pink one, and, uh, we got a couple of games for them. And one of the things that makes the DS Lite really cool is that it plays the Game Boy Advance games, which we have tons of. Uh, about three or four years, no, it must be about four years ago, uh, the Game Boy Advance was was pretty popular, and Dominic and I decided there was all these games we wanted to play for the for the GBA, and we went out and we bought each other Game Boy Advances. And we loved the games on them, and the, the whole thing was pretty cool, but what we discovered was it was so hard to see the screens that it really made it that there were so few situations where we could actually use the GBAs that we never did. And uh, if you wanted to play head-to-head, -head, you have a head of all these weird wires, everybody had to have two copies of the game. It just didn't happen. We've ne I've never played, I, I had a Game Boy, I had a Game Boy Color, I had a Game Boy Advance, and with all of them, I had the all the equipment to play head-to-head -head games, and I remember one time when I was in high school, so this would be like 1993, I think was the year that I lost my original Game Boy. So I bet in 1993, I knew uh, Josh Relier had the same Game Boy, the original 1988 Game Boy that I did, and we had the connecting cable, and we both had a copy of Tetris, and we would play head-to-head -head Tetris uh, in the hallway in the old port part, the old uh, uh, building of, of York Central High uh, on the basement floor of this 1932 school, and him and me and uh, Michael Slane and Steve Romano would sit down there, and we'd pass around like the Game Boys and play Tetris head-to-head. -head. It was not exactly the most exciting thing ever, um, and that's the most ever that we used. We probably did that one time. I just happen to remember it. Um, so with the, the DS lights, we decided that they were wireless. They really gave a lot of ways to, to do a bunch of things that we couldn't do before. So we decided it was worth it. We haven't had anything in a while, and we didn't have we don't have a TV or anything like that. So it wasn't that big of an expense. Well, we got them, and let me tell you, we absolutely love them. If you're into handheld gaming at all, the, the Nintendo DS Lite is the piece of equipment to get. the The Sony PSP is very expensive. It's got a great screen, but uh, it, it's really glitchy. I've heard that there's a lot of problems that Sony won't fix, that it's just broken, and Sony calls it features, but a lot of things just don't work. has a very slim selection of games. Uh, there is no back catalog of games uh, to play on it, so if the, the handful of games that exist aren't what you want to spend hundreds of dollars on, you're just out of luck. Uh, with the Nintendo DS Lite, there's a lot of current DS games available for it, and all the Game Boy Advance games. Now, it does not play Game Boy or Game Boy Color games. This is important for people with those old legacy systems. The The best experience for that would be to go get the uh, the Nintendo Advance, the Game Boy Advance uh, SP has a backlit screen and will play those games. That's what you need if you, if you have a bunch of those really old games to play. We have some of those, but none that we really want to keep playing. They're, they're so old and so cheesy, really, at this point, that uh, we really don't care about them very much. But our Game Boy Advance games, there's some excellent stuff. There's really good stuff still coming out for the Game Boy Advance, because uh, if you don't need the features of the DS, you could bring out games for the Game Boy Advance, and when you play them on the DS Lite, the screen quality is so good, and the battery life is so good, that we were amazed. It's like an entirely new game. These, these old games that you can get on eBay for almost nothing, you know, five, ten dollars, 
And these games are absolutely excellent on, on the DS Lite. We love it. The screen quality is wonderful. Uh, the touch screen we thought was going to be really awful. And uh, it's not, uh, you know, Nintendo really makes it sound like it's the greatest thing ever, and it is not. But in the games that use it intelligently, it's an okay feature. Um, I, I don't think that it was the way to go. I think the system would have been better if they had done something else, um, made the top screen bigger and better and given up on the bottom screen altogether, or made the bottom screen just not a touch screen. I don't know, but, um, but it's still pretty cool. And there are some interesting things that they've done with it, and I'm sure over time people will come up with more and more ways to use it that make sense and less gimmicky. But uh, overall, the system is very cool, and the wireless works very well. Uh, and uh, there's a bunch of DS games that uh, will allow you to play head-to-head -head in, in real basic modes, even owning only one cartridge. You don't have to own two copies of every game. Uh, Mario Kart, uh, Mario 3-on-3 Basketball, um, Star Fox, things like that. We got Mario Kart, and uh, it's great. You could race against each other. It's just like playing the Nintendo uh, N64 system from, you know, 1994 with the 3D graphics and everything, but it's just, it's actually better than that little handheld thing. The screen is gorgeous, and uh, we re the thing that we really like, this is the first handheld that we've had that's backlit and that makes all the difference in the world. Uh, for anyone who's coming from the old not-backlit era, because uh, we didn't get Nintendo um, Game Boy SPs in between. So this is the first actually backlit uh, handheld system for either of us, and it's great because one of the, the really great places to play uh, something like this is in bed. You're going to bed, and uh, you're not quite tired yet. You want to play a game maybe just for 15 minutes with the DS Lite. We just keep them by the side of the bed. We pick them up, turn them on, and in the dark, you can play these games, and it's great. It's just a wonderful uh, combination of portability and cost and quality of gameplay, and uh, I really feel that the, the DS Lite is the... the, the what, what it is is there's the DS, and then they just brought out the DS Lite. The DS Lite has all the power of the DS, but in a smaller package, and uh, the size does help. It's, it's a lot more portable. The battery life is a little bit better. The screens are a little bit better. The construction is a little bit better. They learned a little bit more, so the screens last longer. Uh, so the whole thing's pretty cool. I would definitely recommend if you're into video games and you haven't seriously auditioned uh, the DS system, it really is worth taking a look at. And if you have a bunch of the Game Boy Advance games that you you just haven't had a chance to enjoy because of the way the, the Game Boy Advance was, definitely consider the DS. It could make all the difference for you. And if you're like me, we you know we owned a number of them, but there's not that many of the old games that we really want to go back and play again, or we you know we got the wrong ones or whatever. Uh, I immediately went out to eBay, and uh, so far I've gotten just about every Game Boy Advance game that I really want. The only ones that are really uh, uh, eluding me yet, um, Golden Sun 2, uh, I definitely want, and I haven't gotten that yet. Uh, that's uh, that's the only big one. The uh, Boktai, I'd like to, to try out. There's a couple others that, that might be interesting, but uh, once I have Golden Sun 2, my you know, my core collection of Game Boy Advance games will be complete. We have about 25 games, I think, altogether, uh, and that they're so cheap that it, it's worth having them. And then we've already got about eight or nine uh, DS games, um, and they are coming out on a pretty regular basis. But uh, currently for us, there's definitely a, a, the back catalog of GBA games, because uh, both Dominic and I are very much into like the adventure and the role-playing games. Uh, the GBA is the perfect platform for that, so there's just a lot of really great titles uh, available that we can check out, especially Final Fantasy 1, 2, 4, 5, and 6 are all available for the Game Boy Advance, and 3 is available for the DS. Um, 
So we're able to play all those now, which is really cool. Actually, uh, Final Fantasy VI is not quite out yet for the for the GBA. Five just came out. Six is coming, but uh, pretty soon we will have the entire collection again. So uh, I've gone a little bit longer than I wanted, but uh, only by a couple minutes. So I'm glad everyone has stuck with me, or at least the people who are hearing this have stuck with me. Um, but that was, I just had to tell you guys about the Nintendo DS Lite, because the original Game Boy was amazing. And it was, it, you know, it was happiness in a $100 plastic box that you could take around with you when I was young. And, uh, you know, the Game Boy Color was, was a pretty sad update to it. And the Game Boy Advance was great in a lot of ways, but they just executed it so poorly that it, it really was a disappointment. And the DS Lite is a, such a big jump over the, the, the original Game Boy and everything that's come since it uh, that I would put it on par or surpassing the quality of the original Game Boy. Uh, in innovation. So, I mean, this is a big step in the world of handheld games. And it had to come. You know, we knew that it had to be uh, relatively soon that we would get something like this. It couldn't go on much longer with uh, the old technologies, but it's finally here. This is the era of really great handheld games. And uh, and cheap. When you're comparing this to, you know, the PlayStation 3 games are going to be out at $75 a game, probably. The Xbox 360 at 60 bucks a game. You know, you're spending big money. But when you're looking at the, the Game Boy Advance games, you know, 10 to $15, and the DS games, $20, $25, maybe $30, uh, this can be a very good investment uh, very easily. So I'm going to let uh, Greg Tannen, uh, with his song It's You, uh, take us out of episode 51. I am so glad to be back and doing the show, and I hope to have another show uh, for you very, very soon. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, welcome to Newark with me. And uh, I'm sorry about the background noise. There's no way to stop it in Newark. There are just cars honking and ambulances going by constantly because we're on the downtown intersection. So uh, I apologize. I I just can't do anything about it. We're stuck with that. But uh, it's just great to be back, and it's great to be in Newark. Thank you again. Uh, Once, for the last time, (laughs) Greg Tannen, it's you. Darling, you're leaving me with I can't eat what's before me And laugh at the thought of sleep Leave your lamp on high That's the only reason why That I do the things I do It's a you Takes my breath away All the things you have said And the nights that you'll never stay It's a you It's a you Darling, it's a you Take a drive And I will be there Take a tumble through space And I'll say that I always cared about how your hair fell down and that running around made me do the things I do. It's a you takes my breath away, all the things you have said, and the nights that you'll never stay.
Every day 